Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Monday. It is a nasty, misty, and gloomy Monday here in New York, but our spirits cannot be broken. Our spirits are high considering the atmosphere is low. My spirit is high because Dr. Fuchemin is here and usually he doesn't come in on a rainy day because he doesn't fuck with the rain. Like no. that beautiful coat of hair, just it's too special. It will not do, yep. but he is here. Therefore, I am cheered. The love of my life is here and I really brought him for you. I find it, it's so difficult to like get Theo out and about in the rain because he just gets wet and he's like a mop and he's all soppy. But if I may... He can make it through the rain. He can stand mm. up once again yeah. on his own. And he knows that he's lipstick on NTC. Yeah, sorry. I, I was trying not to embarrass you, but giving you it's like okay. a little tongue on the teeth. It's okay. I just finished Mariah Carey's memoir. So I've just been in Mariah Carey's canon. Got it. And I have a newfound appreciation for that song and everything, Mariah. The book is amazing. Five stars out of five. Uh, So, so good. So powerful. Never been done before. Never to be done again. Mix it up in a blender. Just really. Give birth to it. Like her story is so interesting. Obviously, she's an interesting woman. But the way it's told, it's like she is in on every single piece of her life. Yeah. I, there were so many interesting pop culture tidbits, the stories behind so many of her songs. She writes and like produces every single one of her songs. Yeah. That's not something that's a given for, from like your nineties pop star. For really any pop star these days, it's actually shocking how many of them have like nothing to do with the songwriting process, but their name is on the list of songwriters because they were like in the building. Yeah. No, she's so dedicated to the craft. Always has been, always will be. And I thought it was an amazing story. And so if you love a celebrity memoir, which we all do, aces. Is that what you spent most of your weekend doing? That's what I spent Saturday doing. I finished it Saturday. Then Saturday night we had our let's go. Gno, let's go. Because it's a girl's night. It's all right. We had a girls' night. It was slightly derailed. We really don't want to get into it. We don't want to get into, like, why it was derailed. We, here's the bottom line. We had an amazing night. Like, the energy was there. The girls had their night out. Um, but there were some derailments, you know, due to, like, the fact that it's hard to get stuff done these days. You know, we're just living in unprecedented times. and what Jackie, an unprecedented evening. And what Jackie and I don't want to do is, like, come on here and, like, trash, you know, an institution. Like, drag a restaurant. That's not what we're going to do. We're not going to do that. But and, we're not, l- and we're still not going to do it. No, 100%. It goes against everything we believe in. I would yeah. never. But I just really want to. Yeah. But we won't. But we won't. But we're not going to. But we won't. Um, 
So, but the rest of the night was like so much fun. It's been so long since we've had like the band back together, the band back together, an energetic night out like that. So yesterday I was obviously down for the count, but strangely, I didn't, I didn't hear from you and I was just assuming you were dead. So strangely, I wasn't dead. Like I actually didn't have a headache all day, but mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, eggs housed in mm-hmm. like couldn't think couldn't speak couldn't move so I was just in bed all day um yeah, well I didn't hear I didn't hear from you and it was like five o'clock and I FaceTime Zach and I'm like is your wife alive because like I didn't hear from you all day I'm like I dropped you off but like did you ever make it upstairs <laughs> and he was like she's asleep yes yeah, so um I was you know milling about around two o'clock I put on the movie clouds oh I was watching the movie clouds from two o'clock to nine o'clock oh because I at 2.30, fell asleep for three hours. Right. That's probably when you called. And then I got up, made dinner. Zach and I watched SNL. What'd you uh, make? Um, so I made this like fiber gourmet mac and Never cheese. Mind. But it was mac and cheese. It was actually pretty good. Okay. And not super caloric, but it was like I was having a cheat day, but not the worst it could have Within been. Within reason. Within reason, right. Um, watched SNL, showered, took a bath, finally made it back to clouds to finish the movie. And the end was actually good. Okay, good. Um, but it took forever. Yeah, no, I um, I watched SNL as well. We're going to recap it, TV recap. We also have Potomac to recap today. Um, Anything else you watched? Um, let me think. Any CUs for the group? Any what? C- Content uppers? Uh, no, I actually, sh- oh, yes. I watched so much Jeopardy. <laughs> Literally, me and Ben started um, keeping score of how many answers we got right per episode and I beat on set on Saturday I beat my highest record from Friday I got 21 answers right in one episode of Jeopardy isn't that good mm-hmm. yeah so I'm just feeling really proud of myself and starting this week I'm going to try again and try again and implement the seven o'clock Jeopardy game into my everyday routine but we'll see if I remember because like I said seven o'clock is an important time for me I'm thinking about dinner I'm thinking about bed like I just don't know if I can fit Jeopardy into my schedule but I'm going to try yeah I think that would be a good thing for your inner peace sometimes yeah. like it's not the most convenient mm-hmm. thing but it's you've got to make make choices and you've just got to make it work life is about choices it truly is um but this show is gonna be great today yes and we actually have a really exciting week ending the week with toaster ween 2020 i'm getting really excited my wig came in the mail today for toast halloween and i actually don't think it's the right color but thank god i planned early i can get another one mm-hmm. um i'm very excited i think that i've been seeing what people think we're gonna do and Upon coming up with ideas, those suggestions definitely were part of what we were already thinking, but I don't know if anyone's going to guess what we're doing. Yeah. And I'm really, really excited. Now that we finally like cemented our idea, agreed, everything's been ordered. Now I'm so excited. Me too. Because you know what? I don't want to overhype it though. Yeah, because you never know. And you know what? We're now going three years in a row with like unbelievable Halloweens. And after every year, we're like this probably will be the one that's like not the best because we just keep outdoing ourselves. We really do. And so like, maybe this is the year where like, we don't outdo ourselves, you know? Maybe, but you know, what's crazy about toast Like it's really improv comedy. Like, yes. And that's why we can't just, we can't know if it's going to be good. Cause it's not about the costumes. Like even when we were Kim and Courtney, like, People dress up as the Kardashians. It's like not that. It's like a basic it's actually idea. Like not a great costume in general, but it's what we do with it on the show and like how our, the personalities like influence the show. And so it's really improv sketch comedy. Like I feel like I could be on SNL, honestly. So how would you rank our past three costumes and performances? Okay, shit. That's really hard. I think I would do you and me dressing as each other as number one. 
Yeah. Second place. And in second place, it would be Jonas Brothers. I think so too. And Just then because, Kardashians. And also because of that Jonas Brothers video of us dancing, like that, even if the episode stunk, which it didn't, that made the toast a ween. But see, I, why I think the Jonas Brothers um, episode was the best is because of the improv. Like I remembered it and I remember like that video and I remember like we looked funny, but when I actually watched us in character as Nick, Joe and Kevin, like it was hysterical like not to toot our own horn but like true sketch comedy at its finest and we take sketch comedy very seriously yeah. here so it's just something we could add to our resume you yeah know? improv improv comedian yeah it's like we went to second city yeah no that's good for me because like you're a stand-up comedian but like i can genuinely say I'm, i do improv no you 100 you do improv, I do improv annually. Once a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's an annual improv artist she's really honing her craft thank you um so i think if it's Really? Okay with you. You think so? Do you have anything else you want to recap from the weekend that you did or enjoyed or played or ate? No, I think that's really everything. Okay. So I guess then that would make it that it would be time. Right. So I guess it is time for the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. Now, I am genuinely thrilled about today's um, sponsor because it is the most us sponsor ever we got a huge box of products from them last week and i've been using them religiously you guys if it's a sponsor i think it is you're gonna want to keep your ears up and your mouth open we are literally embracing you know our roots the morning breath today's sponsor is therabreath the world's fastest growing oral healthcare solution for one simple reason. Our products are powered and tested by science, not gimmicky marketing, and they have powerful masking flavors. So literally they have chewing gum, mouthwash, mints. They have a million things. And the sole goal of this company is to like help your oral health and specifically like your breath. Combat bad breath. So I not only suffer from just awful breath like at all times I have a very sensitive nose and like I cannot be within a foot of Ben if his breath even remotely smells like anything unpleasant so it honestly has been like very trying for our relationship and I brought home the gum and we've been chewing it like literally non-stop Ben uses mouthwash and now I gave him the TheraBreath mouth mouthwash which is for your oral health and it's just it's so vastly improved our lives and I just I could sing about TheraBreath all day. That's so funny because ever since I met Zach he's been using the TheraBreath mints and they are so powerful like anytime you ask like Zach if, if he has a mint he'll give you one of these TheraBreath ones and they're powerful like bad breath and now that I started keto last week, I've been like really nervous about my keto breath, breath because it's like on another level. And so I've started using the TheraBreath mouthwash. Yeah, sometimes like if I breathe on you, it's literally like my organs are decaying and like, what is that smell? <laughs> Ew. Okay. But the TheraBreath mouthwash is, so I've started implementing it in my daily life and it is combating keto breath one whiff at a time. And I'm about to blow your mind. Okay, I'm ready. Do you know that every TheraBreath product is certified kosher? vegan and gluten-free so their products aren't just effective they're clean and ethical too none of their oral rinses are tested on animals and they're all made in the usa with the most ethically sourced ingredients they're so confident in their products that each and every one is backed up by their 100 percent money back guarantee so if you don't like them for any reason simply contact them for a full refund it's just really like the most fabulous product um out there and and I think I say that with absolute certainty. Certainty. And all their TheraBreath Fresh Breath Oral Rinses are 100% alcohol-free, and they have no burn. Again, that's also kosher, vegan, and gluten-free. Um, their mouthwash comes in three delicious flavors, gentle, mild, mint. It's perfect for sensitive mouths. Me too, because sometimes I really can't use, like, spicy 
mouthwashes and makes my mouth really hurt. They have invigorating icy mint, which has a blast of spearmint freshness to kickstart your morning. And that exotic rainforest mint is flavored with essential bergamot oils for a taste like unlike anything else on the market. Be sure to send people to therabreath.com slash toast. If you know someone who has bad breath, Go to therabreath.com slash toast. Ther- also, maybe you weren't someone who was born with bad breath, but now maybe you have mask breath. Therabreath.com slash toast. Mm-hmm. Therabreath is spelled T-H-E-R-A-B-R-E-A-T-H dot com slash toast. If you want to save 25, 25% off your total order from the website, use the code ATOST, A-T-O-S-T, therabreath.com slash toast, and use the promo code ATOST, A-T-O-S-T. Therabreath is like therapy for your breath. Oh, beautiful. Claudia, that's beautiful. Sign on. Pow, 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 that breath. Pow, pow, pow. Okay, our first story is really the big news of the weekend. Kanye West on Joe Rogan, a three-hour interview, which is a lot, but most of Joe Rogan's interviews are, are three hours. Three. So I was not, I would have been surprised if it was anything less than three hours because we know that Kanye um, is very ver- verbose. So like, why would it have been any shorter? Right, no, it honestly could have been, I mean, I watched 30 minutes and it felt like three hours. I watched about an hour and 15 minutes on Saturday. I was supposed to watch the rest yesterday, but then obviously my plans change. Mm-hmm. Um, I will be watching the rest, but it's just, it's incredibly interesting. I mean, I've I've listened to a few episodes of Joe Rogan, like from start to finish, and I love them because he does video also. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't say that I would be able to like watch the whole thing if it wasn't video. Yeah. And that's why I love the morning toast because we do video also. And yeah. like, check us out, youtube.com slash morning toast. If I were a toaster, like, I would watch this video every single day. Me too. And like that's how I feel about Joe Rogan when his guest is someone who I'm deeply interested in. Yeah, so I actually I am deeply interested in Kanye. Um but I this episode was just for me it was not it. Like I could not follow anything. Joe Rogan literally said I watched the first 30 minutes and it was literally the same question from It was the first question Joe Rogan asked. Like Kanye just kept being like I don't want to go down a rabbit hole and then proceeded to go yeah. down a rabbit hole and he was just so all over the place. And there was a lot that I wanted to hear him discuss. And maybe he gets to it in the third in the th- third hour. But I just am not going to make it. I mean, the question was about, like, why God put it on his heart to run for president. And then he somehow ended up talking about engineering monasteries that are eco-friendly. Like, I literally had no idea what he was talking about. It was so messy. Sounds related. Okay. No. It's, how is all, that related? You watched the first 30 minutes, and I will say the first 30 minutes were not the most interesting, but like it is a, a three-hour episode, so it's not fair to judge it based on that. Second of all, as Joe Rogan eventually distills when Kanye answers a question and like is responding to something he looks at it from like it's not just like a two-dimensional question it's like for him five six-dimensional and like he's looking at it from all these different perspectives and he goes down all these rabbit holes like not because he's messy or all over the place but because that's just the way that his brain works and ultimately like it's amazing like what he lands on and, and some of the ideas that he has like are amazing I don't know I'm not seeing it in the way that you're seeing it maybe um Either like you're looking too much into it or I'm not looking enough into it. Um, Maybe it's somewhere in the middle. I just, I was not impressed. And, you know, my bar is so low for like the Kardashians. Like they fart and I'm like, that was amazing. And I truly just got so lost. And then he was just making weird analogies about the music industry and the Me Too movement. And it was borderline offensive. And I just, I couldn't get with it. And that's very rare for me because you know I'm such a supporter of the Kardashian crew. Oh, I I think it t- it just takes like patience, which which you do. I not have, have a lot of things. I have a ton of things. I do not have patience. No, it's not snackable. It's not bite sized. It's not even quotable. Because, it's not like, quibby because the quote like the, the first half of the quote 
and the last half of the quote are 30 minutes apart, right. you know, because every, right. everything else is like where his mind went in, during right. the tangent. But from what I saw, I thought it was extremely interesting. There's a lot that he talks about that like doesn't necessarily register not or like speak to me. But there's so much that he says that just like he can just like distill down a thought like to its roots. And I just think so much of it was was brilliant. Okay, I, I don't know if I would say the word brilliant, but I really appreciate I your that. optimism and your your hope for him. It's beautiful. No, I don't need, like, he's good. He doesn't need my hope. Like, and what I always now, what I now do, because I feel like in the past Kanye interviews, I've just kind of been like, oh, Kanye. But right. then you go back and watch them and it's like, no, 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 everything he said six years ago, joggers, is true. Joggers. Look at Look around, look what every single person is wearing. Like, if I had to say what the, what happened Joggers. That's what happened. Oh, 100%. And so when he said it, he sounded crazy. But like, now if, like you listen, now if you listen to everything he says through the lens of like one day this might be true, like it, it's really interesting. And when he said the part about like one of his goals is to have like a stadium sized church where it's mm-hmm. like the people, the, the, stand, the people in the stands are gospel singers, trained gospel singers, and you'll have like 100,000 people like just. Oh, that's cool. Like singing gospel music and what that would do for one's soul part. i was just like i never heard of an idea like that before sounds like a no fucking brainer and yeah. sounds beautiful sounds Kanye, beautiful. that's beautiful yeah yeah yeah. no don't get me wrong there definitely were like bits in there that were like gems but it, as it as a viewer looking for entertainment it was very difficult to follow i i can understand why it might not be for everyone yeah definitely but not i think there was a lot in there and i look forward to the second half and i i, I don't want to read any article to me the news is like kanye went on joe rogan kanye has respect for the podcasting industry joe rogan does it yet again yes. that's the headline to me i don't want to do like 10 bombshells from kanye's interview that so-and-so thought was interesting because that's probably not the part that i'm going to find interesting that's true you know yeah so that's that on that if you listen to it let us know your thoughts are you a jackie or are you a claudia I do think that most people are going to side with me on this one. But I think, like, the ones who side with me, even though, like, there might only be a handful of us, like, we see each other. And you know what? Like, I just feel like I'm really, like, nailing these popular opinions this week. Like, between Claire and now this Kanye thing, I feel like I'm really a speaker for the people. I'm yeah. speaker of the house. Yeah, <laughs> you're speaking for the people, but, like, I like speaking for two people. I, by the way, I know that you like speaking for, like, two people. the most unpopular opinion. Like, I know that about you. It's what makes you great. But, um... Just know that we know that. Like, you just say stuff to for say. the sake of saying it. Yeah, of yeah. course. You just got to get it out. Of course. But I don't, I don't know that this is unpopular. Actually, I'm curious. I want to go to his YouTube quickly and see how many views the video has so far, like, compared to other, other Joe Rogan things. I mean, I'm sure it's very high performing. I don't know. What, when does YouTube count the view? Um, oh, I don't know. Right now, it's at 6 million views. Wow. And I was about to guess around 3 or 4 million. That's where, like, big, like... That's where a big guest would be, like, around I mean, now. but it also just came it's out. It's only been two days. Also yeah. came out on a Saturday. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. I was literally, like, sitting at my YouTube, like, waiting. It was a few minutes late, honestly, on my YouTube. I think it was just my app is slow. It was because I actually watched it, like, at 1 o'clock. I was waiting for it, too. Like, wow, we have no life. I was waiting for it, too, and it was out immediately. It happened to drop at the perfect time, like, for my schedule. Yeah, maybe that's why he did it. Yeah, perhaps. So, anyways, check it out. Let us know your thoughts. Yeah, I imagine listening as a podcast is even more, like, confusing. Yeah. Because it's already, like, a, an interview that's difficult to follow. If, if you, you know. It, Jack, if you can admit it, it was difficult to follow. I, f- I was following. Like, okay. no, and, no, I'll say what is frustrating is, like, sometimes Kanye is about to make a point, and I'm like, yes, 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 and then he goes on that tangent. I'm like, wait, wait, what were you going to say? Right. Like, that, can we just. I think that actually is the definition of difficult to follow, so you could just admit that. Sure, sure. Okay. 
Next story, little happy news, Hilary Duff and Matthew Coma celebrate their daughter's second birthday after announcing some pregnancy news for the family. Very exciting. They this are is her third kid? Their third child. Matthew Coma. I know. That's why <laughs> I hadn't realized until I read the headline where this story was about to go because I always thought we were just talking about Hilary Duff. But then Matthew Coma of it all. You know, it's like you would think that between the two, like Hillary's obviously the star of the relationship. But on this but show, according to the toast, we support the underdog. Can you explain? Okay, you told me about the Matthew Coma saga, and I legitimately forgot. But okay. I just know it has something to do with Zed. From what I remember, we started to make Matthew Coma a verb because, like, someone if you got Matthew Coma, it meant like your work was stolen. Right. By Zed. Right. I guess like they were partners, and Matthew Coma like did a lot of the producing. Yeah, stuff on the back end, and Zed obviously got the credit for it, and then some way, somehow, like, Zed took all the credit, and Matthew got coma. Right, like they were a duo or something. Yeah, and he got coma and that's just, like, not where you want to be. Got it. And what's another example you would think of someone getting coma Oh, my God, I just thought of one, um, but I don't want to... You don't want to insult anyone? Yeah. Okay. Um, also, wait, no, but I could, when I could you think do a group of, project, like, you can get coma like, in school? Yeah, I could think of another one. Of the two people working together. I don't know. You put me on the spot. Okay, sorry, sorry. But I just wanted to remember where we have so many like weird phrases that sometimes it's hard to remember like the origins of one. Yeah, and you know what? I'm almost, like, I would have completely forgotten about that story if like it wasn't a verb. Because when I just read Matthew Coleman, I was like, who's getting robbed? Right, right, right. But happy for Hillary Duff. Like, so happy for her. She has, you know what they say, like, you never know what goes on behind closed doors. But I feel like she has a pretty great life. Yeah, no, I, I think she has a normal life. I think yeah. that's what all you can hope for as a celebrity. I feel like this week I've watched like many in-depth celebrity interviews due to like Dave Letterman and the Joe Rogan thing. And, yeah. and I'm realizing these um, similarities and common themes in all of them, which is like, you know, just trying to have like this normal life. Striving for normalcy. And so when I think when a celebrity has something that resembles normalcy, like that to them is just, you know, Bliss. beautiful. Yeah. Claudia, that's beautiful. I agree. Hillary Duff is definitely one of those people. Like, she lives in New York. And I feel like when you live in New York, like, you're really trying to be low-key. Yeah. Not a lot of celebrities live in New York. No, and, and certainly not anymore. That was part right. of Mariah's book, her, her penthouse. Does she still have it? I think that she does, but I don't feel like she lives in, in New York that no. much. No, she's such a diva. Like, she needs to sprawl. Yeah. But she definitely loves, you know, the occasional evening in Manhattan. Of course. Of course. Dinner at, you know, the most fabulous restaurant in town and then back to the penthouse for a little late night jacuzzi dip. Yeah. But she definitely lives in like a, a ranch. I need to go watch her MTV Cribs again now that I like know some of the more intricate details of the room. Yes, I think that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Bebe news, Love is Blind star Mark Cuevas and girlfriend Aubrey Rainey are expecting their first child. So um, typically, like, I don't know if like, you know. This would be a story. Old, like if. Last year's reality TV news would translate to this year. Right. Even though it was this year. That's how fucking long this year has been. Um, we know. Love is Blind was not in 2020. Yes, it was. It was like in February. I don't believe It was you. like right before. It was right you. before. No, I, I But swear. you know what was also in 2020? It's going to blow your mind. What? Megxit. I know because someone just tagged me uh, in, in an a Instagram video. story. Me too. Um, but... Mark of Jessica and Mark, you know, a formative character in the show. He's, by the way, 24 years old. Is going to be a dad. Him and his girlfriend are expecting their first child in April 2021. Quote, we found out together after a weekend spent with friends and family in West Virginia for Labor Day weekend. So, I mean, everyone's like, how's Jessica? Where's right. Jessica? She's I'm 35. Like, Jessica's He's... probably doing great. Fantastic. Yeah. She well, never so, liked him to begin with. Right. So, <laughs> the thing is with Mark Anthony Cuervas is I don't know who he is, you know? 
because on the show to me he was like kind of pathetic in the sense that he was like so young but so badly wanted to settle down and like having kids is like a dream for him so I don't know if like that's who he really is or the thirst monster he became afterwards like sliding into girls dms just like hearing shady things about him like is that who he is because the, the former that I described would be overjoyed to be having a kid at 25 young for a man yeah but if he's the thirst monster like I just don't know who the real mark is Yes, I agree with that because I feel like what we saw on the show was not who he seemed to be afterwards on social media, but I feel like that's always the case. Yeah. And, but what has stayed with me is like the man from the show with a little thirst in him. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's so, it's natural. Yeah. And I feel like thirsty has become a derogatory word when I think it's just a natural state of being. I think it's a synonym for hardworking. That is so brilliant and so true. And like, why is it, admirable to be hardworking, but it's like derogatory to be thirsty I think thirsty is like a good thing if I may just please what I imagine where the connotations come from like hardworking like implies hard work whereas like thirstiness implies like social climbing it's cl- social climbing and like a desperation to get where you're going as opposed to like a, yeah. a commitment no that tracks like I'm definitely desperate to go any- anywhere yeah but desperation and ambitious also another example of society putting us down yeah very always, sweet. always. Um, next story. Speaking of celebrity memoirs today, uh, Fifth Harmony's Allie Brooke fears she'll die a virgin. Hmm. Her memoir. That's a dramatic headline. Yeah. No, I know. When I read it, I was like, yeah. um, her memoir, Finding Your Harmony, Harmony, is out now. And Oh, I think I would buy that. She made headlines when she revealed that she's at 27 still a virgin. Yes, But she exclusively told Page Six that there have been temptations. I mean, it is a difficult road, especially being a young woman in the entertainment business. Mm -hmm. You're surrounded by attractive people. I stopped the temptation by killing the mood. It's like seeing a nice purse in the mall. You really want to buy it, but you have to save your money. So you walk around the mall thinking about the purse. (laughs) If all else fails, there's always prayer, she says. Oh, God, yes. There were times when I was like, Lord, give me the strength to make it through this. So in the book, is she a virgin for religious reasons? Yes. She said, um, I pray to God, like, please don't let me die a virgin. Let me meet my husband before that happens to me and give me a few good years with him. Oh my, that's so sweet. I mean, honestly, like the virgin shaming that occurs in society and it really came to a head with Colton's season of The Bachelor. And I'm literally by no means like a defender of Colton, but like it was super mean, like how it became like a joke. And I feel like there's literally maybe I mean, I'm very actually very like old school in a lot of ways. I think there's literally nothing wrong with being a virgin and like the drama, like vision, like who fucking cares? No, I I don't think there's anything wrong with being a virgin. I think waiting till you're married to have sex is a beautiful thing and if you want to do it great you want to fuck a million people too cool love that for you too also a beautiful thing also a beautiful thing like it's it's all good you guys it's all good it's all good in the hood yeah but this book actually does sound good i mean obviously what i want to hear from her is the destruction of the greatest girl band of all time girl group not band because they didn't play any instruments um i would love to hear more about that and like more like logistics like at what moment like where were you were you sitting on the couch like when you found out Camilla was leaving were you surprised yeah what had happened before that yeah was it weird that like she was clearly like made the star of the group yeah and that she was a lot of people's favorites I don't know if she's people's favorites anymore I would say maybe Normani is but was what like when you're 15 and like you care so much about like what people think of you and you're in a girl group where like everyone is obsessed with this one girl like it has to be destructive for your mental health no, I know. And I feel like, so that should probably be in the memoir. And on the one hand, I'd be like, no, maybe it's her story about her and that she doesn't focus on that. But the title is Finding Her Harmony. And so like, I think that's a little too clickbaity. A hundred percent. If she's not going to talk about it. It's a good name for a book. Really good. Finding Your Harmony. Yeah. You know what? Actually, um, what I 
I mean, I'm only like 10% of the way through Mariah's book, but I'm not crazy about the name. The meaning of Mariah. So I'm glad you brought this up because it leads me back to an interesting point. Because Please. when I got the book, I just kind of assumed the name was going to be All That Glitters. Like, because yeah. that's who she is. That's actually a title of one of the four sections in the book. Okay. The four sections are Wayward Child, Sing Sing, which is a brilliant play on words singing it's a prison yeah and it's the house that she built to live in with Tommy Mottola and like she sang her way into the house and then it became a prison sing sing got it um all that glitters which is about like the glitter era and emancipation like emancipation yeah. Amy and like where she's at now mm-hmm. and so I thought the way that it was structured was so great but when I came back to it the meaning of Mariah I think it actually it, it ultimately sums up the book once you're finished with it but when you're starting it you're like oh, that's not necessarily like a celebrity, like a catchy name. You know, I mean, I think I understand why she named that the book because in order to understand like all the things she's been through, you need to understand the meaning of Mariah and like where she came from and like her very traumatic childhood. But I'm just not crazy about the name. Okay, okay. And it's also the meaning of Mariah Carey, which like the double M is good, but the Carey ruins it. No, but it's the meaning of Mariah. On On the front cover, it says the meaning of Mariah Carey. Oh. Because it's also like her name for the authorship. Got it. So it's just confusing. Got it. Okay. Our fifth and final story, um, SNL host Adele finds a reason to sing in Bachelor Sketch. SNL sung all the way around. SN- Adele sung all the way around at SNL. And I want to talk about her because we each watched the whole mm-hmm. episode. What a treat to see Adele. What a treat. I mean, yes, the Bachelor Sketch was Far and away the best one. Because she was singing, but I felt like comedically it wasn't. No, but she actually has a good like comedic timing. Some people who like aren't actors or like comedians trained, like they're singers or they're whatever, doing SNL, like it can be hard to get that kind of timing. But I feel like Adele definitely, and it's because when you, if you've been to one of her shows, she talks a lot between no, songs. She's like a person, a funny person. Like if you like, and I feel like that's kind of in her vibe in Hollywood too now. Like she's very much like in the cool group in Hollywood. Yep. Like her and Jennifer Lawrence are such good friends. Harry like Styles. She's also funny. I feel like she is just like a funny girl. Yeah. So she definitely had that timing, like in her monologue, in some of her sketches. So I thought it really elevated a lot of her parts in different sketches including the bachelor one like her timing was actually very good and of course her voice was unbelievable and sometimes when you have a british accent like things just sound funnier like catch me next week on love island like that was very funny yeah she was great she was she was really great i was glad that we heard her saying i thought her monologue like stunk it wasn't a monologue it was just like hey i'm adele and i'm here because i didn't finish my album yet yeah um i feel like but she, she also, had to explain she could have sung during her monologue too so did you tell me if you feel this like was there like a weirdness how like just like everyone was looking and of course Adele's like one of the greatest singers everyone was like looking for her to sing and like why aren't you the performer blah 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 which is just like kind of like a slap in the face to her 100% okay I I felt like there was a disrespect towards her I felt the exact same way because like it was the Adele show yeah and it's like it I felt like uh, that what it like uh, not a great week to be the I mean it's always a good week to be on SNL because it's like such an honor but I I would have felt like a little... mm. It was almost like because Adele was the host and not the performer, it was like we were settling for her. Like that's what the... The, com- the conversation around them being on SNL felt like, and I felt like it was just like the whole episode, just like everything was like a slight towards her. Yeah, because no, just everyone was talking about Adele about everything. When we're talking about the music from SNL this week, we're talking about Adele still. The Bachelor, yeah. yeah. 
Um, Adele did break her character on that African um, commercial thing, which of all the sketches, like I didn't think was that funny. And I don't know why she couldn't stop laughing. Like it, it's not that funny. No, I didn't. And a lot of times when someone breaks during the sketch, it actually makes the sketch funnier. Because it's like, oh my God, they're having such a good time. And right. I was just like, why are we laughing so hard? Yeah, it ain't that funny. No. My favorite sketch was the Pete Davidson, Chad in the haunted house. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> when he was like spooky and she's like, he's like, cool. Yeah, uh, Kelly's bathroom. <laughs> no, it, that was really funny. Also, like, and I could say this about any episode. Like, wh- where, what does Pete Davidson do? Like, no, he's not in anything. Every time he's on SNL, like, I feel awkward. Yes. I'm like, I, rem- I remember all of his interviews and stand-up where he, like, talks about how he's, like, the outcast of SNL. I'm like, oh, my God, you're still here. Yeah, no, and it's just, like, it's so bizarre to me that, like, the most famous person on the cast, arguably, like, in terms of mainstream media, is never on the show. Yeah, I mean, he he talks about that a lot. He's always just waiting to get fired, it sounds like. Yeah, maybe, but like, but he hasn't gotten fired. No. Maybe he writes a lot. Maybe like embrace it and embrace him. I don't know. But I agree, that Haunted House sketch was very funny. And the psychic sketch was hysterical. Yes, like, of what's going to happen in 2020. But like, once again, it's just Kate McKinnon is, I, I don't watch SNL all the time, but when I do, I come back to the theory. It's not a theory, the fact that Kate McKinnon like is the glue that uh, that holds it together. Kate McKinnon and Keenan sh- put yes, and Keenan put the show on their backs. I completely agree. Not only are they literally in every single sketch, and they play like such a broad range of characters, people who you wouldn't think they even look like, but they're the funniest. Yeah. I hope Keenan and Kate McKinnon make more money than the others. Me too. I think they do. I, but you know who's actually growing on me? Who? That guy from the AT and T commercials. Which one is he? Beck Bennett. Oh, is he, he's always like playing like a serious guy. He or- played The Bachelor. Yeah. He's growing on me. Yeah. I feel that. I don't know what his background is, but I know that he was on the, those viral AT&T commercials with the kids. Like, he would go into, like, card- kindergarten classrooms and be like, 5G, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 4G, actually. Interesting. Yeah. But it was a good episode of SNL. Love seeing Adele. She looked amazing. She obviously addressed the fact oh, right. that she looks so vastly different. Um, she just, like, literally, without fail, I've never seen her without perfect hair and makeup. Like, whoever does her foch is a, an, an artist. artist. She looked amazing. Sorry, that was the other part that I wanted to talk about. Obviously, everyone's talking about her physical transformation. And we've seen photos here and there, and everyone's like, she looks so different. But we got to see it in high definition. Getting to see her, like, in her element, the looks, the the styling, the dress that she wore for her bachelor confessional with, like, the feather cuffs. Sickening. Sickening. The nails, the liner, the hair, the skin, everything about her. She is, like, so stunning. She's always been stunning. She's always had, like, the face of an angel. Yeah. And she was just, like... It was a good night to be Adele on Saturday, and you could feel it. You could feel her confidence. Yeah, and it was just, it was a beautiful thing to just, like, watch someone being so radiant because there's there's not that so much of that right now. Yeah, and feeling so, like, confident and sure of themselves and, like, having fun. I was, like, jealous of the time she was having, Yeah, you know? like, I'm sure the after party was lit. I don't know if they're doing after parties because well, sure. of... I feel like they're doing after gatherings. Yeah, well, I mean, everyone they're has been in quarantined. Right, so, like, they just should have an after gathering at the office. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure, like, I'm sure they're finding a way to yeah. celebrate. Um, Colin Jost, love my life. Did you see that um, him and Scarlett Johansson's Save the Date like went viral because it was literally like a piece of loose leaf? It was on an index card. Yeah, it was like a joke. Yeah. It's like, ha ha, like. I didn't find it funny. Me neither. It's like. Kind of rude. Uh, okay, I'm glad you agree. Yeah. Like send out, a, first of all, save out, send out a save the date and like to joke about having like a low budget. Like, like trying to save money when your wife is the highest paid actress in the industry. In Hollywood and like you literally are on one of the number one television shows every single week. Like just felt. It felt a little tone deaf. I agree. Okay. Um, TV recap segment. 
Real Housewives of Potomac. I have actually a lot I want to say about it. Um, brought to you by Vega. Vega has one goal, to help you power your story with premium plant-based nutrition that enables you to feel and perform your best. Learn more about how to power your story with Vega at myvega.com slash toast. If you're looking to upgrade your daily smoothie or level up your afternoon snack, Vega has you covered from protein powders to bars made with real plant-based ingredients. And you can upgrade your recipes, smoothies, and nutrition routine with Vega. They're made with real plant Based ingredients, Vega products are plant-based, gluten-free, non-GMO, project verified, and vegan certified. Level up your next smoothie or snack with delicious plant-based protein. Also, if you're looking for some immune support, which in you know these unprecedented times, everyone should be looking to boost their immunity. If you're looking for delicious options with nutrients to help support your immune system, Vega has you covered with Vega One or Vega Protein and Greens. With delicious protein powders and daily vitamins made with real plant-based ingredients, you can nourish yourself from the inside out. Learn more at myvega.com slash toast. So M-Y-V-E-G-A dot com slash toast is how you spell it. Fabulous time to boost your immunity. Start taking better care of yourself with smoothies or anything to boost your immune system. That's myvega.com slash toast. A fabulous line of products. We actually have them in the studio. So if you ever want to drop it in your coffee or your smoothie, if you want to come over, we have some. Myvega.com slash toast. They also have Vega Sport, which has you covered pre, mid, and post-workout. So it's made with real plant-based ingredients. Vega Sport has a wide range of plant-based protein powders and supplements to help you power your story. Learn more at myvega.com slash toast. Thank you, Vega, for sponsoring today's TV recap segment, Real Houses of Potomac. Let's get into it. Good episode. Better. Better. We're getting there. Um, so a lot actually happened on social media that I was following this morning after last night's episode because somebody tweeted that, like, obviously another slow down, slow-mo version of the fight, where actually, in an attempt to separate them, Giselle pushed Monique before the wine glass throwing, before the hair flipping. Giselle pushed Monique and Karen Huger quote tweeted it and was like, yeah, like you're going to see her web of lies like becomes unraveled. So it's like, it's much deeper and it's not even far from being over because there's so much more to go. But this episode was frustrating. It was good. But as a Monique stan, um, she's really losing me like 100 percent. Oh, really? I think that, Okay, you want everyone to see how much you've grown. And I and I'm so glad that she's at a place where she like genuinely feels remorse and like wants the women to know that she is on a good path. I just think like inviting them to your live podcast was probably the worst thing you could have done. But it was planned before all of this happened. So what no, no, is she to do? No, she, no, I'm saying still do it. But to invite Robin and Wendy to, the, to this specific event to make them see your growth, like that's not really how it works. It just felt very bizarre to me. And like the way she was just like, plowing through them on the phone calls like okay well you want to come it was just it was very bizarre to me and I feel like she has good intentions but her method for like getting back in the good graces of the women and like wanting them to see how much she's changed like her plan is not good well I mean I just she had this plan and like obviously we know it's a live podcast like I'm sure a lot of people were there like hoping to see some of the women for Potomac so like uh, she doesn't expect them all to come, but she's going to at least try and get some of them there to mm-hmm. like get buzz for her event. We don't know what she talked about on the show, but even when someone asked like a, a question about Candace, like, and she could have been petty and she just said, pray for us. Like she really was trying to take the high road. Like I, I understand while in that instance, you're not going to be able to see like Monique has changed or if she has changed, but like if you want to see that change, like you have to show up and let these things happen. Not just like, for sure. You, I, it, I, it's just, it's not as cut and dry as like, okay, when you come to this, like, I'm going to be ready to show you no, who I, I know, am. But it's like, if you really want to show people your growth, I just think it's weird to invite them to an event. It's like, 
not intimate, first of all. Second of all, Monique's not going to be able to talk to them. She's busy working, like, the stage and, and putting on a show. It just seemed like a very bizarre first step for her to take. Obviously, self-promotional. She had, like, a few interests in it, which I totally understand and respect the business hustle. But it just seemed very strange. Like, I don't think anyone's going to get to see her real growth and her progress when she's on stage, like, performing. Like, that made no sense to me. Well, I mean, I, I would maybe agree with you. And I do sort of, I see where you're coming from. But then if you look at the event that Wendy had, I feel like in so many ways it did bring the women together and they were having great conversations. And yes, Wendy was on stage, but they were mm-hmm. listening to her on stage and, like, feeling so inspired by her and having so much respect yeah, for her. Yeah, but Wendy like, didn't invite them there with the intention of, like, showing their no, her growth. It was no, just, like, a, like, a good event. That's, like, a natural byproduct of what can happen when you see someone in their element and you just, like, have more respect for them you know and so I as much as yes Monique wouldn't have gone on the stage and been like I am so remorseful and and this is how I've changed but did you think someone working hard and like and doing whatever they're trying to do and and if it's good and it's positive like you do see people in a different light when you see them in their workplace environment but do you think that's the best first step to take I think it was the first thing that came up like that's just where the plan like how like she could have reached out to the other women like and had like one-on-one like a sit down at Karen's house she did but she didn't put that together she did she asked Karen to put it together oh I guess. I mean, to me, like, honestly, and I love there's her. No, she's just being so is, messy and, like, there, she makes no sense. There's no right way of going about things when everybody just w- is only w- going to see the bad in you. It's always going to come off wrong. Yeah, but part of, like, actual growth and, like, progress is, like, being able to, like, swallow your pride and take shit from people. And I feel like that's the one thing that Monique really struggles with. You don't think with. she swallowed her pride and took shit when they sat at Karen's house? No, because she literally said, like... You don't think she's swallowing her pride and taking shit while she's home in every single event that the women are hosting she's not invited to? She no, I don't co- think so. No, literally, at, at the event, I think her biggest problem was her inability to just, like, be, like be in the wrong like literally ever like and they were coming at her like a little too hard but like she just struggles I think so much with like and first of all her the way she acted at Karen's thing was like really not great like if she and she said it took her like two weeks to like realize she was wrong which is kind of fucked up but but okay it took her two weeks so that event at Karen's to me was like was not good for Monique like in any way she said she had no remorse which even if whatever led her to like physically attacking someone like you gotta have remorse yeah, but it, she has remorse now. Like, the, it takes time. To, like, sometimes, you think of, like, when you get so mad about something. So, yeah. so mad and that you act... Irrationally. Irrationally. And after the fact, you're, like, cemented in the fact, like, oh, yeah, I needed to do this. Like, yeah. I, and then, eventually, you come down from it and you're, like, maybe that wasn't the best way. You have perspective. She shouldn't have asked Karen to set up that thing for her. But if she had If she was still in the place where she was still seeing Okay, black. but then if, like, she hadn't reached out to the women and tried talk to them until she was remorseful two weeks would have gone by and they were like plus you were silent for two weeks yeah no it's a it's an impossible situation to be in and I don't know what the right thing for Monique to do moving forward is but I just know like everything she's doing is like making me like less it's making it less and less easy to like support her I feel really good about supporting her you do. and you know who I just am Karen Huger Karen Huger I love Karen Huger everything she said in that conversation with Candace and then Wendy was so on point was just straight facts Mm -hmm. and of course they're all gonna like take it personally and and Karen is defending Monique and and I'm sure now that Karen's not even defending Monique I know but that's how they're gonna see it because she's not on Candace's side and I just love that Karen Huger is so strong and so sure of herself and and so has such like a, so a sense of so principled and, and knows like 
and has her moral compass. I totally agree. And, and just because someone doesn't like what she's saying, she's not going to say something else. And just because everyone's feeling a certain way doesn't mean she's going to feel that way. And I had so much respect for her and like, I couldn't have said it. What she said, I could not have said it better I will myself. not be battered into submission. Yeah. And when she called Candace a, chi- a young woman, and then on Watch What Happens Live, I, you know, Ashley and Giselle were like, you know, when, Can- when Karen's calling someone a young woman, like, you know, it's not good. Like, mm-hmm. no, no, no. She was being a, a, an immature Protective. person and needed to be put in her place. I could not agree more. That Actually, that conversation was really frustrating, and Wendy was bothering me so much. Because at the end of the day, it's between Candace and Karen. They didn't need her there. It didn't get out of hand. These are two, you know, grown women who were having a very adult conversation. Even though they were disagreeing, they didn't need a moderator, a referee there. And, and Wendy just makes it so unbalanced because she's so blindly loyal to Candace, which is also not a good way to be. So she was really bothering me. But I feel like Karen did not let, like, the two of them kind of ganging up on her derail her at all. She was so poised, and she got her point across. And I totally agreed with her. And she said, like, Candace, in the past, like, you have done some fucked up shit. And I've never, like, took, taken the other person's side 100%. Like, I always... And, and, and Candace is just so irrational. She's like, I just need you to, to admit that, like, what Monique did was 100% wrong. And then they flash back to Karen's house where she literally said that. Like, right. it's just... It's like only hearing what you want to hear. Right. And when Wendy comes in and she's like, Karen, if you would just say this. And it's like, that's... I hate that shit when it's like, just say exactly what I want you to say and you'll be okay. Like, that's not how the world works. That's not how people work. Everybody has a different way of communicating and and feeling and we're not all going to say the same things and it's not going to be exactly what you want to hear. Like, and I just love that Karen was like, no. Stood her ground. No. I actually thought Wendy's event was really nice. I thought it was wonderful. And like, it's crazy because it was filmed like a year ago, but it still still feels very appropriate now Mm because the election's coming up. And that's where like, I love Wendy. But in terms of the drama, I think she came in in a really tough spot. And you know what? This whole season is very difficult because I think like overall, like nobody is disliked more by the audience than Candace. Mm -hmm. But Candace is now truly like the victim. And she's also living. Milking. Oh, literally. She's like, how are you? Literally nobody. Nobody. Nobody, nobody, Candace. I've been having panic attacks. Like she's just insufferably like playing into this role. When at the end of the day, yes, Monique did initiate that fight, but like Candace had uh, to, has to take responsibility for her part in it. Also, I do feel like my opinion on this is kind of skewed because we've seen that slow down footage, and from what I've seen, like aside from the hair flicking, which isn't like necessary, which isn't like a the putting your hands on someone like Mm -hmm. it's not not but it's not fully like making it physical Candace put her hands on Monique first in the slow down video that I saw so I'm like watching everything through the lens of like yes it got superheated and Monique had a really big part in that but like it from what I saw Candace put her her hands on Monique's body first so also then next week Monique is obviously like counter suing and I think that's where Candace like gets really freaked out because at the end of the day Monique has more means to fight this legally like the money for legal bills like Monique definitely has that over Candace and I don't know part of me is kind of like yeah get in there Mm -hmm. get in there Monique yeah it's just it's a really tough position to be in oh and that's what I was saying for Wendy like so Wendy came in and as the new girl she has no choice but to be completely loyal to Candace which is a tough thing to do because honestly, even outside of this fight, like Candace is just the worst. Yeah. Like over, like overarching, like outside of this fight, just like as a castmate. And if it weren't for this fight, this fight bought her another two seasons. Like Candace is just the the worst. Yeah. And the whole season is like now filmed in like the lens of this fight. And it's just like, 
we ha- I, I'm ready to move on from it, you know? Yeah, but it's it's the cornerstone for everything. Yeah. So they're going to Portugal. Does everyone go? I don't think Monique goes. Doesn't look like she was invited. That's crazy. And it crazy. doesn't look like she's in the, like, was in the footage, but I don't know. But isn't, who's the one who opens up the flag? And it's like, Ashley. Going. So Ashley, if it's Ashley's trip, oh. Monique would be invited. Oh, okay, that's true. And it seems like the trips are obviously planned by Bravo. So the person who like brings it to the group is strategically done so. So yeah. I actually feel like maybe Monique does go. Okay, true. I don't know. But I mean, I don't, know, I don't know how she can. I mean, it's painfully awkward. Yeah. Oh, and then the whole other part of the episode with Robin and Juan in the ring and like, just ask me if I care. Do you? No, I don't. So I don't even want to talk about it. Great. I wasn't going to. But we did see a little Jamal Bryant. And I know we're like supposed to hate him because like he's unfaithful and like has children with like a million women. But I just love him. Yeah, the car, the conversation in the car was interesting and it was cute. And I'm glad they're on the same page. And of course, the way that they teased it was like, Giselle she's sounding like she's going to break up with him. But she was like, said that. And then was like, but I would never do that. Yeah, wait, no, but I don't want to do that. So we're not. Like, <laughs> yeah. I love her. Um, even though, like, she's definitely, like, sneaky. Oh, for sure. She definitely has her hands all over the place. Yeah. No, I, I like, literally never agree with her role but in I just any love given her. fight. I just, yeah, I like her. I just never agree with her. But I agree. Like, after this episode, my respect for Karen Huger is just, like, and honestly, after the last few episodes, like, when we saw her hometown, it made me love her so much more. And she's been killing these looks. Killing. I'm just completely and totally here for her. Mm-hmm. I have so much respect for her. And I feel like, in, in a way, she's really, like, the moral compass of the show. And honestly, I never thought I would say that after, her, like, her first few seasons. She was insufferable. Mm-hmm. But I love her. Love. Um, so that's for Housewives of Potomac. Tomorrow we have... No, no, The no. Bachelor's we Wednesday. Have the night off. Thank God. And we have OC Housewives and Kardashians, and it's just going to be a fabulous week. Yeah, great week. So, anything you want to say? No, I think that that is all that she had written. Thank you guys so much for listening to The Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the past five stories that you need to know Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. We're now available on Amazon Music. So wherever you listen to your podcast, find us, The Morning Toast, and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. We hope you have an amazing Monday. Don't let the Monday blues get you down, and we'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.